Welcome to Ordinary Prayers, where ordinary people pray through Scripture. Be calm. Be mindful. These four words are especially useful to remember in a time where concerns about health, income, and future seek to consume our sense of hope. But I want to help you move those words from your in the practice of Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina literally means divine reading. It is a traditional monastic practice of reading and meditating upon scripture, where we read the words, not to study them, but to allow them to speak to us, so we might hear the voice of God speaking to us in them. Be calm, relax, breathe deeply and slowly. Be mindful of So just join with me right now. Relax. Close your eyes. Take deep breaths. Exhale slowly. Take that attention. Praying with me today is... Ariel, please join me in prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, enlighten my heart and mind so I might listen to your word. Okay, let us get relax, meditate. Listen to the words of John chapter 11, verse 17 through 35. The Message Translation When Jesus finally got there, he found Lazarus already four days dead. Bethany was near Jerusalem, only a couple of miles away, and many of the Jews were visiting Martha and Mary, sympathizing with them over their brother. Martha heard Jesus was coming and went out to meet him. Mary remained in the house. Martha said, Master, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask, God will give you. Jesus said, Your brother will be raised up. Martha replied, I know that he'll be raised up in the resurrection at the end of time. You don't have to wait for the end. I am right now, resurrection and life.
The one who believes in me, even though he dies or she dies, will live. And everyone who lives believing in me does not ultimately die at all. Do you believe this? Yes, Master. All along I have believed that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who comes into the world. After saying this, she went to her sister Mary and whispered in her ear, The teacher is here and is asking for you. The moment she heard that, she jumped up and ran out to him. Jesus had not yet entered the town, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When her sympathizing Jewish friends saw Mary run off, they followed her, thinking she was on her way to the tomb to weep there. Mary came to where Jesus was waiting and fell at his feet, saying, Master, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her sobbing and the Jews with her sobbing, a deep anger welled up within him. He said, Where did you put him? Master, come and see, they said. So tell me, Ariel, was there any word or phrase that caught your attention in that reading? Yeah, when um, Mary comes to Jesus in that second part, and and she's struck and she's saddened, and he, um, the verse says, and he felt the anger rising within him, mm. so maddened by her hurt and her her sadness that he now then had to come and see what was going on and what was happening. That I think is so important because I think we can get lost in understanding people and for Jesus to be able to see that and be physically moved to move something when, you know, we know in this context how important he is for us. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty moving. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you, take that, that phrase, a deep anger welled up within him. And think about that. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was a little less than two miles from Jerusalem. 
many Jews had come to comfort Martha and Mary after their brother's death. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, while Mary remained in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask God, God will give you. Jesus told her, Your brother will rise again. Martha replied, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She replied, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, God's Son, the one who is coming into the world. After she said this, she went and spoke privately to her sister Mary. The teacher is here and he's calling for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to Jesus. He hadn't entered the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were comforting Mary in the house, she saw her get up quickly and leave, and they followed her. They assumed she was going to mourn at the tomb. When Mary arrived where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. When Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who had come with her crying also, he was deeply disturbed and troubled, and he asked, Where have you laid him? They replied, Lord, come and see. And Jesus began to cry. Share with me some of the thoughts you had while you meditated on these words. So, um, the interesting thing is between the two, um, as you read from the message and I read from the common English Bible, is the, the word choices to describe how Jesus felt when, um, when Mary comes to him sobbing. And the one that I had was the deeply disturbed and troubled Mm-hmm. And I think it was interesting for me because when when Martha comes to Jesus, he doesn't seem as moved as with Mary. But I feel like it's because Martha is showing a strong faith. And with um, Mary and her people, when I was hearing it that second time, I was hearing, you know, they expected God to do something and expected this, this saving to happen. I mean, it didn't. And I think it's hard sometimes because... Sometimes we pray and we expect things and they don't always happen the way we did. And Jesus being there in person and seeing that for him, I think it reminds me that Jesus is human too, right? Because he sees this and realizes that he didn't do what was expected of him. And I think he takes on that burden. Um, And it makes me hurt for Jesus a little bit. And for all of them, because how do you, I mean, the loss of someone is, so difficult sometimes, especially when it's someone so close to you. And for Jesus to then say, "Well, where did where did he go? Let me see, let me see," to, so he can try to solve the situation and make it better, it does a lot. I think that was interesting. Like I never thought about that. Uh, 
the different responses between Martha and Mary. That's kind of, I'd, I'd never thought about that. It's one of these stories you read and it, it just comes out as, a, as something, you catch something different every time, right? Um, and then it was interesting because when we ran into that second reading, the, the one that kept on hitting me was, whatever you ask, whatever you ask, right? Um, and that kind of gets to what you were just saying. We think that we pray and we get whatever we ask. Yeah. How do you re- how do you reconcile those two things? I don't know. I think it comes with patience, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I think it's. I don't know. I think of there's a um, is like a Garth Brooks song called "Unanswered Prayers." Oh yeah. Um, just because he don't answer doesn't mean he don't care. And I think especially, you know, lately with everything that's been going on, that's been, that's been resonating with me a lot is because I think, you know, when I pray and I like, I have to remember that I have to look for the other answers because it's not always going to be as apparent as I want it to be. And I think that's kind of how I reconcile it is with a country song. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a very good one. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because you brought that song up. You know, he's, you know, he has this thing that he prayed for his whole life and then he gets older and realizes, oh, I'd have been miserable if I'd have gotten that. Right. And and in the way he just sings that song is you just, you don't realize, you take that phrase, whatever you ask. Well, sometimes do we know what we need to ask for? Right. Right. And that's what hit me with that. Um. Yeah, and you just you had mentioned that that difference between the two translations where mine says angry and yours says deeply disturbed. That you caught that. So what did you think about when you heard that when I, especially when I read it the second time? Um you know it's funny because I didn't when you read the second time those weren't words that I heard that that wasn't my focus mm-hmm. because that I I went to the just the the language of feeling deeply disturbed inv- invokes more of my empathetic and sympathetic side. I mm-hmm. think, um, whereas um, Jesus being angry, just I'm like, okay, whatever. Like that's not how Jesus is. And I think the disturbed one for me just resonates more because I I can picture the anguish and feel the anguish because that's how I would feel as a person if I saw someone like sobbing and crying for me. Um, so I don't know. So I didn't. I didn't hear those words when you said them the second time because I had. I had that other translation in it, mm-hmm. and I. I don't know. I think that kind of gets more at the nature of who Jesus really is, at least for me. Right? Like Jesus is this kind, compassionate, wonderful person who just cares so deeply. And I don't think. I mean, I think he gets angry a couple of times, but not other. And right. I think. Uh, Anger actions are different than troubled, confused actions. And I think I can justify the troubled, confused action more than the angry action because right. I see angry actions. And that's so Old Testament like that I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, personally. But- well, and, and it doesn't ever say who he's angry at, which right? kind of leaves it up in the air. Like, there's something about this text 
that it's just, is there something very beautiful about it? But then there's a disconnect in that if you know what you're going to do, why are you angry? Yeah. Right? Um, and there's something about when we were reading, we read this text um, last week with a Bible study group. We were just talking about the community aspect, which we focus on Martha and Mary, but there's this whole community, and it's four days after this burial, and this whole community is still with them, and the the emotions are still raw. And I'd never thought about that, but Lazarus had to be someone that was not just deeply loved by Jesus, but Lazarus had to be deeply loved by a lot of people. To have four days after the burial, to have that much emotion still flowing through in the meeting. That's what I'd never thought about. And while you were reading, um, that that continued to play in my mind, you know. Um, Did you find your thoughts change from the first reading to the second reading? A little bit. I think during the first one, I was still kind of figuring out this whole. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Still kind of like settling into the mindset um, and like really focusing on trying to find the thing that I, that stood out for me the most. And the second and third times, um, it just kind of rose within after I had found something I was able to like delve deeper into what, why that was rising within me. Mm-hmm. Cause the other thing, um, Um, Martha and Mary is like a fresh story for me because it's something that I've taught now two or three times and it keeps coming up. So I have that context when I'm reading. I was like, oh, yeah, Martha and Mary in this story. And Martha's Martha, Martha, Martha. Right. Right. Well, like spark Bible story. And so like that was kind of where my my brain was at with the first one. And then I really started listening to like the actual like emotions and the other the other parts of the story that you you sometimes miss. Um, and so that was a cool change. And the other one, too, was um, at the very beginning of that, when Jesus is talking to Martha, um, he said, uh, in your version, he says, I am right now. Yeah. And that was very powerful for me because, you know, th- through the whole thing, too, it's remembering, like, Jesus is with you no matter what. And also for me to remember, now is the moment. I don't need the path. Like, what just happened 30 minutes ago doesn't <laughs> matter. What's going to happen in 30 minutes of the future doesn't matter. Right now I am here in this moment. And that kind of just helped me to focus focus and listen even more and so that's i am right now it's not just jesus being right now it's me being right now right so that that was cool well it was one of those interesting things that um when i did this with brie i went through and i explained the whole lectio process but i was kind of you know, pushing for time. I said, okay, you know, kind of got to get going, even though it's a meditative practice, right? Okay. (laughs) So, um, so, you know, I thought we did a nice job of relaxing, getting in that place. But how you just described that is exactly how that Lectio Divina process is supposed to go. Yep. That that first time that you hear it, it's 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 raw. You're just first introducing yourself to the to the text, and then each time you read it, then it's taking you know it's kind of an introductory process, and then you 
you start to really hear the words. And by the third time that you're reading it, you're starting to think, okay, why are those words coming to me? And what do they mean right now? And, and, and that's what that it's, this process is letting the scripture speak to you instead of trying to figure out what is the, what's going on. Cool. When you think about that, um, when you think about this, um, and you've touched on it a little bit, what do you think about as we've listened to these words, listen to this reading, what do you take with you going forward? I think... Just that reminder, like, that the present is just as powerful, right? And, like, what you can do in this moment is just as important as what you have done and what you're going to do. Because I think when I think, you know, about, like, why Jesus is reminding Martha that, right? Like, I am right now saying that Jesus is like, no, I'm here for you now. Like, I know I wasn't, but here for you. And as we continue our work, um, and as I continue remembering, like, all of my friends I haven't talked to or haven't seen in person and, you know, not seeing my coworkers, but seeing you in person, right? Like the work that I am still doing and the people I could talk to and reach out to now is like, I am still here and I can still be here. Even this, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> ever in the abyss of things, yeah. right? Like I, I am still present. Life is still continuing. Like it's, we will continue and we will get through it. That's right. kind of taking right now. So then I think what I hear you uh, here and now mm-hmm. is just really and present, present here and now. And uh, I think those are like maybe words to be thinking of in this, in this time that follows your words for the week present here and now to just kind of guide you to, to remind you to remind you of this moment and to also guide you as you can move forward into into the week I invite you to do that okay so we're going to do is we're going to i'm going to i'm going to pray us out of here okay uh, thank oh. you so much for sharing okay here we go let's pray gracious god We are so thankful that we get this quiet time to reflect on you. Instead of studying and searching and reaching out and what does this word mean um, to figure that out, we're thankful for the chance to let your word come to us, pour over our hearts and into our minds, that you speak to us the things we need to hear. And even when we don't realize, that is what we need to hear. We continue to live in isolation, and we pray that you help us to explore new communities, new ways of being present and here with each other right now in the days ahead. But until that time, that we find um, a chance to be together again, Keep us ever mindful that your spirit holds us together. Your presence is always with us. You are right now to us. 
lead us forth in love and hope and joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.